All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here with you until 2 o'clock. All of our guests appearing on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. East 29th Street in Des Moines. That's the first location. They're also in Altoona, 410 8th Street Southwest. Well, the voice of the Cyclones, the Cyclone Tailgate Tour is behind them for another year. Another successful tailgate tour. If you follow any Cyclone uh, people on Twitter, as I do, the crowds, John Walters, first of all, great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, the crowds sure. just continue to blow me away it's uh, seemingly um it, it's tough to get a seat in these things what a great idea no I, I think it was a brilliant idea by jamie pollard about 12 years ago to say hey we're, we're not getting a lot of mileage out of these golf outings you know um first of all the coaches can't commit to them with the amount of time involved and then you got 25 or 30 of them throughout the summer and you know you're, you're not going to get all the coaches at all the outings and there's no kids involved. There's no families. It's just kind of a bunch of guys with cigars out on the golf course, <laughs> right. and you know. And I not like it's like I, I was the only guy out there playing w- with these people, you know, yeah. from Iowa State, you know, and uh, enjoyed it. But um, you know, what you really want is interaction with the coaches, and uh, I think this was a great idea because it's not stuffy. It's not, hey, you're going to pay fifty bucks a plate to come out and sit mm. there and listen to this long program and all this stuff. We do a short program, sure, but it, it's a you know a lunch stop somewhere where if you want lunch, you can buy lunch. It's you know high V caters or whatever, but you don't. We don't all sit down and eat. If somebody wants to eat, they can eat. Uh, otherwise, if you want to go get a picture with Matt Campbell, you want to get an autograph with Steve Prome, you have that opportunity. And so, um, by putting all those coaches on a bus and saying we're going to do this over a six-day period, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Eastern Iowa one week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Western Iowa the next week. In six days, you've covered the whole state, and everybody's gotten the opportunity to get out and see these people and and get that picture or that autograph, and what more could you ask? And then so you've got all these young kids that get out to all these events, and that's that's huge for it too. So uh, they bring players out. I think that's for for the little kids, that's the very best part is you know, at the nighttime outings, the, uh, the bigger outings, they have players there that sign autographs, and they're in their uniforms, so, you know, they can get their picture with them and see what they look like. And I just remember when I was five, six, seven years old, what a big deal that was. I, I remember standing in line to, to meet Tony Esposito. Do you really? At Sears. Wow. At Sears. Oh, man. And, and by the time I got to the front of the line with my dad an hour later, I was just frozen. He said, how are you doing? And I, I couldn't say a word. <laughs> right. I, I just was completely frozen. I couldn't believe he was right in front of me. So wow. to, to have that kind of a thing for these kids to get to see David Montgomery or see how big Matt Leo is or, you know, stand mm-hmm. next to Dylan Saner uh, is really special. And so it was a great, great tour. We had tremendous crowds. I think the best crowds we've ever had. And, and I'll go back to... When Fred first came back to Iowa State, that first tailgate tour that, you know, that May, the crowds were enormous and the lines for Fred were out the door and around the block because he was like the Pied Piper returning, you know. Mm -hmm. But Matt Campbell has kind of assumed that spot and uh, people are so excited about football right now that uh, the lines for him continued on even into our program. You know, we'd we'd get started and he'd still be over there signing and we had to do it that way because... We wanted everybody to get a chance to meet him. So um, off the charts, successful again this year, I would say, even more successful than ever, and uh, he's a huge part of that. You know, since you opened the door to t- Tony Esposito, i got to walk through it to your Chicago kid. Do you remember the 71 uh, Canadians-Blackhawks seven-game series? 
Ken Dryden, yes, Tony Esposito? I, I had the transistor radio under my pillow because no, I had no. to go to bed. Yeah. And and so I'm listening as I'm falling asleep, you know, to the, the final game because I was on pins and needles. Are the Blackhawks actually going to win this championship or not? Mm-hmm. Listening to Lloyd Pettit on the radio, great <laughs> broadcaster. And I fall asleep, you know, and so I wake up the next morning. And it's not like, you know, it's not like now where you can, okay, grab your right. phone. What was the score? So I had to run downstairs and turn on the Ray Rayner show, which was this stupid show. But he writes it up on the blackboard, you know, the final score. And it crushed me. Yeah. It crushed me to see that they had gotten beat. But, yeah, that was uh, – I remember it vividly. Uh, falling, falling asleep with that transistor radio under my pillow my mom didn't know I had. John, uh, during the tailgate tour, we were able to get a couple of newsy-type items. And one of those items was the future uh, football schedule being set through, what, 2024, I believe it is, including a trip to UNLV. John Walters, you're not going to complain about that road trip. A little bit better than heading to Akron in the Rubber Bowl, right? Well, that'll work. You know, I mean, (laughs) UNLV's fun. You know, what's fun about going to UNLV, and we've been out there a couple of times, is that uh, a lot of fans go. Yep. You know, a yeah. lot of Iowa State fans go, and UNLV doesn't usually draw particularly well, so you can get a good chunk of that stadium filled with Iowa State fans. And I'm not a huge Vegas guy. I, 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 that probably sounds nuts to you guys, but um, <laughs> no, I, I, I've got other places I like better. But but it's fun. It is a fun trip, and it'll be tremendous for fans to say to kind of make it a destination trip in the non-conference. That's always a good deal when they can find those kind of opportunities, kind of like Maui with basketball. Right. Uh, Jamie Pollard disclosed this week that Iowa State sold more packages for that Maui Invitational than any program ever has. Um, So uh, that's pretty amazing. And uh, Iowa State fans love those destination trips and Vegas will definitely be another one of those. No doubt. Speaking of trips and, and uh, Iowa State fans, of course, they took over Memphis. When I was down in Memphis, uh, John, this year for the Liberty Bowl, my wife and I took a day trip to Oxford, Mississippi, and I bring it up, of course, because Ole Miss and Iowa State will play in January. Oxford, Mississippi is a gem, John. It was 85 miles from Memphis to Oxford. So glad I did it. What a beautiful campus. What a beautiful college town uh, in the south. That's great to hear because I've never actually been there. I've been to Mississippi State, but I have been to Ole Miss and really looking forward to that. And, and Coach Prom told me they have a new arena and yep. it's real nice. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that trip. Uh, that, that SEC Big 12 challenge hasn't been particularly good to Iowa State in recent years. Hopefully you can find one to, a way to go get one on the road this year. But, yeah, I'd love to see a different uh, campus and a different town. And I've seen a lot of them, but that'll be a new one for me. Well, uh, one of the guys that we're still awaiting a decision if he's going to be back in, in, in that game next season is Lindell Wigington. He's going through workouts, getting feedback from NBA teams. John, it seems to us here in studio, Ken and myself will both kind of mention maybe a better chance that he decides to keep his name in the draft than it was when this process started. What's the latest that you're hearing and what's Coach Prome had to say about it? Yeah, I mean, I would just base it on what he's saying, and Coach Prom is saying, you know, it's probably 50-50 at this point, and that's what he's been saying for the last couple of weeks out on the tour. Um, you know, he still has, I think, a couple more workouts, but he has to make a decision, I think, by Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the 30th is the, the deadline, but uh, I, I think he will, uh, by mid-next week, have made up his mind one way or the other. And, uh, yeah, it's it's an important decision um, it's certainly everybody wants, uh, from an Iowa State perspective, what's best for Lindell. But you, you know, you'd love to have him back for another year. I think he could really be a great player in the Big Twelve this year. 
But if he feels the time's right, it's that's what's more important than anything else. And, you know, there's more um, money and opportunities, in my opinion, for second-round choices now than there were uh, 10 years ago. It seems with the, the two-way contracts that these teams are doing with the, the G League, um, more guys are getting guaranteed money. I saw a statistic where there were like four guys in the second round that got any kind of guaranteed money uh, just a few years ago. Now that number's up to about 12 or 13. So, uh, And then the, the opportunities overseas are very good too. But Lindell has got his mind made up that he wants to play in the NBA at some point. The question is, is this that point? And uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in a Cyclone uniform next year, but if he's not... Uh, we'll certainly wish him well, and the good thing is you've got uh, 12 other pieces in place as far as scholarship players. It, it's not like last year where you were, you know, had a couple guys sitting and you were down to six or seven guys by the end of the year. Hopefully, that wouldn't create itself as a problem again this mm-hmm. year. I think they're going to have a lot better depth. Mm. Uh, John, uh, speaking, uh, you mentioned a minute ago uh, about the lines to uh, to meet Coach Campbell, to get an autograph, a picture with Coach Campbell, uh, and the expectations around this program. I saw Athlon came out yesterday with their Big 12 All-Conference. Ten Cyclones named to the various teams, including four first-teamers. It's, it's, it's amazing, John. I mean, Montgomery and Julian Good-Jones, and of course, PV and uh, Bailey on the defensive side of the ball. I think Ray Lima got Shortchanged as a third teamer, <laughs> Marcel Spears a terrific player, but it just uh, just goes to show you what what is being built uh, up in Ames. Yeah, the quality of depth um, throughout the roster is much much better than it's been in a long long time. And when you start thinking about areas where that really matters, I, I think depth is by far the most important thing on the defensive line. It, you know it. You generally play your same linebackers throughout the game. You might sub a little bit there, same with the secondary. But for the most part, you're shifting those defensive linemen. And it's great when you can even go to three uh, groups of, of defensive linemen that can play, and you've got to keep those guys fresh and situational guys. And that's where I really see that depth developing and the quality depth. And uh, you mentioned Ray Lima, Eni Uazarike, you know, it's uh, Matt Leo uh, looks very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's exciting to think about some of the things that could happen, whether they go three-man front or four-man front. But uh, I do think that there are high expectations within the program, but certainly they understand that they weren't in a position to blow out a lot of teams a year ago. Uh, they were in every game, which was fantastic. It's been, you know, several years since that was the case. But they didn't blow a lot of people out either. So I think the reality of it is they're probably going to be in a lot of close games again this year. And how do you do in those close games? You know, are you, if you have eight close games, can you go five and three or six and two in those close games? If you can, it has a really good chance to be a special season. But I think that's always going to be the case at Iowa and Iowa State that you've got to do well in those, in those swing games. And mm-hmm. I think there's a bunch of them when you look at Iowa State's schedule that you can say, hey, it's a coin flip. Uh, how can they do in those games? Can they win more than their share? And that comes back to what Matt Campbell talks about a lot is doing the unexceptional things exceptionally well, You know, winning the special teams, winning the hidden yardage, uh, being really sound without committing a ton of penalties. You know, I think those things oftentimes are the difference between winning and losing those close games. And I think Iowa State's starting to tilt things towards getting on the right side of that ledge. Mm. 99 days to college football kickoff, but who's counting, right? <laughs> Is that all? 99. I, 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 yeah. 
not going to wish my summer away, but I but I am very much looking forward to football, and I know a lot of people are. Good stuff. Thank you, John. We'll talk to you down the road. Appreciate it. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Good Appreciate it. Yep. Yep. John Walters, voice of the Cyclones, joining us on the Dr. Stephen Fuller Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Time out on the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I till 2, 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Uh, time to talk some Hawks. It's Friday. That means our next guest, Tom Cakert, slides on in here as we do just that. HawkeyeReport.com. HawkeyeReport.com for Tom Cakert. Tom, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, I want to talk to you about the, uh, the the piece that you posted, your your uh, thoughts on some of the numbers that have been posted, point spread numbers at the South Point earlier uh, today. You posted that at HawkeyeReport.com. But, you know, just a quick take, um, one of your friends, one of our friends in the media, um, another casualty of the ever-changing media landscape at the end of June, a land that tenfolds up. And a couple of guys you know very well, Bobby Lejess and Scott Dockerman, uh, will be hitting the pavement looking for work. Tough times. Yeah, it is. It's it, it frankly, and I, I commented on the message board about it. It sucks. It's just yeah. Uh, but it seems like it just keeps happening in the media environment we are in today. And two great guys, uh, super talented writers, and uh, I'm confident those guys are going to land on their feet somewhere. But it just stinks because I know. Going in, they thought that this was going to be kind of a more of a longer-term play, at least longer-term in terms of what long-term is today, and you know, five-year plan to kind of try to see if it can work. And they didn't even give it two years, so mm. it just it it sucks. It just I feel terrible for Scott, who I've known for forever uh, on the Iowa beat, and then Bobby, who I've gotten to know better in the last uh, two years uh, covering. Iowa after he moved over from Iowa State. You know, uh, Tom, your business model that you guys have with rivals is uh, you have the premium message boards, the articles, and the the monthly fee or the yearly fee that you can sign up there. But I know you've talked in the past a little bit about how the businesses continue to change and evolve. What's been the biggest thing for you in sports media and localized it on the Iowa beat that that you've had to change over the last three, four, five years? Yeah, I think it's um, one of the big changes that we've kind of tried to make is you can't, and it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm a subscriber and a big fan of the athletic and the work that those guys do. I, I think it's a, I think it's a fabulous kind of deep dive into, and especially if you're a fan of one of the teams that they're um, really invested in, mm-hmm. uh, they, they do, it's amazing. And I, I read it every day. Yep. Um, having said that much like land of 10 kind of just invested in the click model revenue based off of, you know, kind of display. Um, I don't know that truly that can work. And I think we're, they found that out that it, it just, it's not a sustainable model. And I don't think, the subscription only model is the way that you can sustain it either. I just, I don't think, I think you got to have a mix. And as much as people hate advertising and hate videos and hate all those things, um, I just, I think you've got to have a mix if you're going to be successful. And my, my old boss, who's now the, you know, the head of uh, 24 seven sports, uh, Shannon Terry, put up some stuff on Twitter yesterday and essentially said the same thing that mm-hmm. you know, you've got to got to have kind of a blended model if you're going to be able to make it work because trying to rely on subscriptions or just the uh, display model of generating off of clicks just 
you can't do it today. Just can't. Well, you're going to get some clicks on your piece on the uh, four-point spreads that came out at the South Point. I'm anxious to get your take on it. Not that I want to spoil it and not that I want to prevent people from clicking it and reading it. Uh, The Cyhawk number's out there. Iowa State's a seven-point favorite. They get five when Wisconsin pays a visit to Kinnick Stadium, a seven-point favorite over Northwestern, and then the Black Friday game, an eight-point favorite. At least those were the numbers that were posted at the South Point uh, this time yesterday. So your thoughts on the uh, the four that were posted, Tom? Um, I thought a couple of them were kind of heavy. Um, just a, a little... Uh, the Nebraska one, you know, I think that makes sense, but Boy, those two later ones, I mean, Northwestern and Nebraska, those are going to change drastically, yeah, I, I would think, think yep. as the season goes along. But Iowa and Northwestern have tended to be more of a close game, mm-hmm. so that seven seemed a little heavy. Nebraska, Iowa beat the, beat the bejesus out of them the last few years. You know, they just, they've really kind of dominated the series. So um depends what we get from Scott Frost. That's the great unknown. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I was laughing about the the Nebraska win total, which I think was like five and a half at one point. And I'm like, God, the Husker fans are just going to oh bet that sucker up to about seven. Yep, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought the I thought the, um, the Iowa State number at seven was heavy, um, and the Wisconsin one. I I kind of think that's more of a three point game than a five, but I can see why it's five because. Wisconsin, you know, pounded Iowa, and I think everyone out there in college football believes there's a gap between Wisconsin and everybody else in the Big Ten West right now, and a probably significant gap. So I think uh, Chris Andrews out at the South Point, I it feels like he has maybe a a better belief in Iowa this year. I'm actually going to have him on later today, and it seems like at least his numbers have. You know, we've seen them on the fringes of the top 25. Some rankings have them, including the Athletic. Maybe this is a team that could be trending upwards and and make a run at double-digit wins this season. I think right now, if you look on paper, isn't Iowa probably, I don't know, are are they a favorite in every game but Wisconsin and Penn State on paper right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's fair. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, in terms of, what Vegas sees, Vegas sees, that's where it's interesting because they have met seven and a half win total, but, you know, based on what the betting number would be, mm-hmm. which, you know, they have them as a 10 win team. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, you wonder their value there, or are they trying to say, we don't really trust Iowa? <laughs> and I think that's maybe what they're saying is we don't trust Iowa. Tom Report dot com is our guest. Tom, I want to ask you about the uh, the news that uh, came out earlier in the week that apparently the Big Ten is uh, thinking about uh, going back to an eight game conference schedule. Uh, the SEC, I, I would have thought that the SEC would have been forced into nine, um, but maybe maybe eight's the right number, Tom. I, I I don't know. I mean, more conference games to me, the absolute better. I get why you can't have you know ten, um, etc. But your your thoughts on perhaps going back to an eight game Big Ten schedule? That's another another uh, thing that's uh, you know, in my piece today is about. You know, what's your dream non-conference game for Iowa? But more to the point of what you're talking about, I I was surprised too. But then I saw those numbers that basically the, the eight-game conference teams tend to make it in. It doesn't. It hasn't impacted them 
it hasn't helped the nine with the nine games to get into the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Just you think that it might help with strength of schedule, but it doesn't. We looked at look at what happened last year when you get, uh, you know, basically it's all SEC in the uh, college football playoff, and I I think that's just what people are seeing. And let's be honest, I think fans really like those non-conference games if it's kind of the marquee things which is kind of what i threw out there is whose eye was dream non-conference game and trent tell me what it is because i know what you're gonna say notre dame ding 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 ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that's the one and yeah. that's the god and i still remember having that conversation um you know kind of just on background with with uh, gene taylor who's now the a mm-hmm. the ad at k-state and how he was working on trying to get something in a neutral site with Notre Dame, and it just didn't happen for various reasons. Um, and, you know, boy, that would have been fun playing them at Soldier Field. Mm. And I think the fan interest would have been great. What about Iowa playing Missouri? I think yeah. that would be interesting. I, Maybe down it. in St. Louis or Kansas City. Yep. I know there's some bad blood from that, that series getting canceled in the mm-hmm. mid-2000s, but all the parties are gone. Bowlesby's gone. Pinkle's gone. You know, they have a new AD down there. Yep. I think that's, that's interesting. I always think of it too. You look at recruiting bases and where you're going to recruit. Uh, and Iowa seems to be pushing in the Southeast a little bit right now. So maybe get, you know, Miami played them in the mm-hmm. past. Be fun. Mm-hmm. Bring um, it back. So maybe. Yeah. Uh, or maybe, a, uh, you know, a Georgia tech, if you're recruiting in Atlanta, well, one uh, one direction we know he's not going. He's not going west. He's not going west. <laughs> I put that in the piece, too. He, he has said, I ain't going west. <laughs> That's for and sure. He's done, he's done doing that after, uh, you know, two pretty bad experiences out west. He's not going there again. But here's the other thing. We're talking about a 2022 schedule. So Will he be there? going to be the head coach yeah. in 2022. Interesting I don't know. take. Interesting mm-hmm. take. Speaking of Gene Taylor, I saw he's kicking the tires on a K-State Nebraska uh, home and home. So we'll, we'll see on that. Tom, listen, great stuff. Thank you, as always. Talk to you in seven days. Uh, we'll read your stuff at HawkeyeReport.com. Hope I didn't spoil the article. Click it anyways. Plenty of good information, as there always is, at HawkeyeReport.com. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com on the Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Let's take a break, Trent Condon. Yeah. We will, uh, not a lot of show left, but we're going to fill it up uh, when we come back. Got Jason Symbol, going to get some lines. Oh. Yeah. And I got you. You got my undivided attention. Yes. And uh, when are their lines going to be out? You said? Uh, next week, I next believe. Next week. Is the that college games. Across the board, both games of the year, and we got win totals, right? Yeah. Uh, we got... Do we? We have NFL. I don't NFL, know. NFL, yeah. I'll find out. I'll be there in the office next week. And we got him coming up next. We do. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's our final segment of the uh, program here as we head into a Memorial Day weekend. Trent and I are off on Monday. All of our guests appearing on the Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Let's head to the desert, shall we? Jason Symbol, CG Technology, Inside the Numbers We Go. Jason, Trent, and Ken, how are you? Doing great here on a uh, Memorial Day weekend Friday. Indeed it is. Um, So let's talk about the conference 
uh, championships in the NBA, the conference finals in the NBA. The um, we now know that Houston is taking, giving Golden State all that they want. And uh, if Cleveland doesn't win tonight, Boston represents the Eastern Conference with Cleveland and Golden State suffering maybe more losses than a lot of people thought that they would. Has the NBA been good to the properties this last couple of weeks? Yeah, it has been good. Kind of seems like we might be reaching the end of an era here uh, in the NBA, and we certainly have reaped the benefits of that. So, um, you know, the single biggest game that we won in the entire playoffs was actually Game 2 when the Celtics beat the Cavs because everybody figured the Cavs would bounce back after that Game 1 loss, and they didn't. And then, you know, when the, when the series went to Cleveland, those spreads were 6-7. and seven. People figured, oh, Boston will, will cover those numbers. Uh, so we did well in those games as well. And then, obviously, the Warriors are going to get the majority of the activity on the, on the betting side no matter what. Um, there was one of the games, in fact, last night's game, uh, where we actually did need the Warriors. But besides that, uh, game three uh, where the Rockets uh, – sorry, game two when the Rockets won at home was really good for us. So uh, it's been quite good playoff season so far for the sports books. Earlier this morning, uh, Chris Paul was announced out for game six with that strained hamstring. Now, when the numbers, I'm sure, were put up, you already knew that there was an injury there. Did you have to move the number anymore when it officially came out that he's out for Game 6? So last night the line that went up was 10.5, Warriors minus 10.5. Right now the Warriors are an 11.5 point favorite. Okay. So imagine that, a team is down 3-2 in the series to the number 1 seed and is an 11.5 point favorite at home. Go figure, but that's where we are to, uh, today with that number. Uh, interesting. What about tonight? So uh, the Cavs are a seven-point favorite. They, you know, they've been that's a that's been the number six, seven, you know, in that range where they've been favored all in all of their home games. You know, we've seen home court reign supreme in this one tonight. The majority of the activity, though, has been on the Celtics. Uh, in fact, as of now, uh, there's been about four times more money on Boston. You know, it's, it's early in the day here, so we do have a lot of time for that to even out. But as of now, people are thinking the Celtics are going to get it done here tonight. Big number there. If we do get a Game 7, it's difficult because of the Paul injury out west if we get a Game 7, what that number I'm sure will be, and uh, health on that one. But, I mean, do you just roll it out there, pick them for Game 7 in Boston, or or do you slide that point spread at least starting out? Uh, you know, for Game 7 in Boston, I, you know, I think it's going to be pretty much the same as it's been in all of the, all of the Boston home games, which is about a pick them. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll see where the betting goes. And what's going to be interesting is if we get to a Game 7 in Houston, Assuming Chris Paul's playing, which mm-hmm. is a big assumption, yep. it's going to be about the same. So, you know, every, you know, we've talked a lot about how the NBA is not competitive, and we could be in the midst of two pick'em game sevens here, which would be pretty fun. Indeed. Well, let's do it. Let's, let's, we're doing some hypotheticals. Let's go to Monday with that hypothetical. You know, Houston and Golden State are playing in a game seven. Meanwhile, in Las Vegas is game one of the Stanley Cup, uh, the Stanley Cup final between Washington and Las Vegas. The NBA does way more money historically than the NHL. It's Vegas. Will it be closer? Might might the NHL handle wise outdo a game seven in the Western Conference final? The NHL will do more. Um, That's I'm pretty crazy. confident because of the, uh, because of the Golden Knights. To give you an example. Um, there was uh, when the Knights when it was a game five against the uh, Knights against the Jets. Uh, that game we outhandled uh, the hockey outhandled all the NBA that night. Um, so I think that uh, with the Knights playing, I, I don't even think it's going to be. I, I don't even need to guess. I mean, the night it was uh, May May the twentieth, five days ago. Golden Knights played the uh, the Jets, and and there was a couple NBA games that night. We had uh, the NBA game that night. Uh, 
NBA game that night was uh, Rockets, Golden State Warriors, and the hockey did more. So I don't think it's going to be that competitive come uh, come Monday. Long term, what what's the expectation? This is year number one for Vegas, and obviously the success that they have had. The long term viability of, of hockey betting in Vegas now is this something that you guys see being very sustainable? It's going to be sustainable as long as the team is good, and and you know look, this team has the makings of being competitive for quite a while here in the years to come. So as long as the team is good and into it, I think people are going to come out in droves to bet. Um, you know, whether we get this kind of activity on a random regular season game in the middle of, uh, you know, in the middle of November or December remains to be seen. I still think the NBA will be king when it comes to that. But in terms of individual playoff games, when the Golden Knights are involved, they're out doing NBA games. Uh, how badly do you need Washington from a you know, the city obviously wants Las Vegas, but the books need Washington, I have to assume, in a big, big way. Yeah, I mean, look, we have a ton of liability out there on the Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup. Um, no, that's no surprise. We have, you know, we have actually a few bets at the 200-to-1 number. There was a $250 bet we took at 200-to-1 before the puck even dropped to start the season. So there's a $50,000 liability there. Um, so we certainly are going to need the Capitals. However, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning were by far the best team for us. So mm. there is actually, we have a $5,000 bet at 13 to 1 on the Caps to win the Cup that's sitting out there as well. So to be perfectly honest with you guys, we don't do great to either team. And because of that, we're going to be rooting for the Knights because it'll drive business uh, just to have them keep going. I would think Knights and Seven would be the best case for us. Memorial Day weekend, Indy 500. I hit a bet way back in the day on the Indy 500. Dan Weldon uh, at something like 25-1. to 1. Very happy uh, weekend for me in Vegas with that one. Indy 500, though, I mean, is it does it move the needle at all at the book? Not really, to be honest with you. Generally, Memorial Weekend in Vegas is a bit tricky because, you know, this, week, this Memorial Weekend we have the benefit of potentially some Game 7s and, and, um, and, and hockey, you know, with the Knights in the Cup. But normally it's more of a come to Vegas and imbibe in the other uh, pleasures of the city as opposed to the sports betting one. So it's typically not that busy of a weekend in the books. Uh, this one might be a little bit different, though, because of the Golden Knights. Mm. Uh, Jason, uh, I know, I know you got some NFL stuff posted up. You know, just, just for, for tourists that come to town, here we are, Memorial Day weekends you just mentioned. From the time that you put them up, do you, do you get a lot of play? Does it just does trickle in weekends better because of the tourists in town and they want to, you know, a future bet on their team? Is that kind of how it is? It trickles in. I mean, we do get a good amount of action as soon as we first put these up, and then in terms of uh, throughout the course of the summer, it trickles in. Mostly bet team, fans betting over on their team season wins and fans betting their team to, to win the Super Bowl or win the uh, AFC or NFC, and then it really, really starts picking up around August. Beginning of August is when it really spikes, so it's pr- it is pretty quiet from now until then. We will see you next week. Yes, in person. In person. Thank you, Jason. We'll uh, see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Guys. Thanks. Take care. Jason Sybil, CG Technology. All right, thank you to Jason Sybil. Inside the numbers with uh, Jason. Before we move on here, Trent, I always like to mention uh, where CG Technology is located. Again, full disclosure, this is the company that I work for. Venetian, Palazzo, Cosmopolitan, Palms, Tropicana, Silverton, The Hard Rock, and headquartered all the way out at the M. Have you been to the M? I have not, no. It's even further past South Point. Oh, really? It's like maybe... Five miles. Is that where you're South getting Point. to? Like Red, what, what's that? Place? Red Rocks. Red Rocks. No, it's the other way. Red oh, Rocks the is other, on the other side of town. That's the other side. Of town. Yep. Okay. Um, I'll be there next week. At the Red Rock. 
No. At well, you know what? Yeah, I will be at the Red Rock because my wife likes to go there and she's yeah. coming with. And uh, I've always heard great things about it. It's a that. great property. Yeah. It really and truly is a wonderful property. Well, you can get great restaurants anywhere in mm-hmm. town, but uh, no, it's really good. Nice sports book. Big. Sport, race and sports yes. book uh, as well out there. Are you going to uh, stop by and see my buddy Chris Sanders? Are you going to make it south at all? Uh, you should stop by and You know, say I hi. should. Yeah. I, if, if I have time, I will do that. Check if, out the VEASAN studios, too. See, I would like to do that. That's, you, know, you know what? I'm good. That's just elevated even further up on my to-do list. I am going to make a, a big effort to do just that. Yeah. Um, and stop up front and just say, hey, is Chris around? Chris will always come up. Mm-hmm. And this goes for anybody. Anybody that's going to Vegas this summer, got something going on. I know there's a ton of those, you know, go mm-hmm. corporate things that you got to go mm-hmm. out to. Just stop by the South Point and say, "Is Chris? Chris will come up and he'll talk your ear off and say, hey, I know Trent, and he will get a kick out of it each and every time. A couple of buddies did that uh, when they were in town a couple months ago mm-hmm. and said Chris was uh, accommodating, gave him a couple buffets. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> so it's worth your while to it stop is. and, say, yeah, and you, ask for Chris. Maybe, maybe uh, you and Cindy can get a free meal out of the deal, too. Yeah, well, you never know. Or a cocktail. Well, that'll be Tuesday, uh, okay. I would think. Uh, um, well, we'll see. There's just so much. I'm, I'm very busy next week. Anyways. And a busy weekend we have coming up. We do. And you know what? I was looking at the baseball schedule because... Again, we're so NFL, NBA, and NHL. We're so into these playoffs right now that it seemingly every year the baseball kind of takes a little bit of a backseat. Mm-hmm. There's some really good matchups this weekend. It's Memorial Day. You would think that the schedule makers went out of their way to to make some juicy ones, and you know you can find, you know, I mean, half a dozen probably that would be anywhere three and a half uh, stars and upwards. Yeah, I mean, on the local level. The Giants are okay, but mm-hmm. it's Cubs at Wrigley Memorial mm-hmm. Day weekend. It's just of course Cardinals Pirates. That's a really in the nice central one. division yeah. is huge. Houston and Cleveland is a big matchup. Mm-hmm. I like your game tonight with your Twins in Seattle. Just the pitching matchup of nothing else. Yeah, I mean if you're looking for something tonight, we don't after the NBA game gets over and you want, want to watch a little sports, just flip over James Paxton, who has been ridiculously good mm-hmm. against a really fun young pitcher to watch in Romero for the Twins. That's a good pitching matchup tonight. Angels-Yankees. Trout, Otani yeah. against when the Yankees. When is Otani going? Because I think they moved it around that he he was originally scheduled to pitch on Sunday against Tanaka. Uh-huh. And the probable pitchers that I'm looking at now uh, have him going up against Garrett Richards on Sunday. I see. So the, the, the Angels have not named their pitcher for Saturday. Does that yeah. mean that... You know, he probably goes against Sonny Gray on Saturday night. Which is okay. Yeah. Gray has been bad this year. He's been better his last couple of starts, Mm -hmm. but he's off to a really bad start. Still, you want to see him in Yankee Stadium, No, you absolutely do. How about the news this morning? And maybe it's, um, for whatever reason, maybe it's because we're force-fed Red Sox so much. I'm just not a big Red Sox guy. If there's another game on that I'm probably going to go there as opposed to the Red Sox, Hanley Ramirez outright released by the Boston Red Sox. How the mighty have fallen, right? Oh, for his last 20, I want to say, something like that. He got off to a really nice start this year, too. That's the other crazy thing, and it has collapsed over the last month. A lot of money owed. Well, and and more so because if he was to hit that 500 plate appearance trigger, it automatically guarantees next year $22 million. Ah. And he's almost um, at 200 plate appearances, I want to say. So mm-hmm. this is a cost-saving move, if, if nothing else, but... Man, just um, he's one of those guys that, and, and again, snuck completely snuck up on me. Got too big to be a shortstop anymore. He did. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. And the bat didn't 
increase for being a first baseman mm-hmm. DH. You know, mm-hmm. still putting up those numbers as a shortstop and playing good defense, you, you, you can live with it. But as a first baseman, yeah, and not, not so, so much. much. Hey, uh, it is Memorial Day weekend. It is, yep. This Band is, of Brothers all weekend. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be into that. Yeah. I, I know that. Will you be into the final running of the Indy 500 on ABC? Well, Trent, honest to God, it was appointment television for the early part of my life. Yep. I mean, I was never a big fan of it, but it was something you tuned in to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it was on Sunday, which made us be able to see it up there, because it's not a holiday weekend in Canada. Oh. Our our holiday weekend in May was last weekend, Victoria Day. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, I think I will. I'll watch some of it on Sunday just because of the nostalgia. Chris Economaki and some, I mean, huge names yes. uh, that have held microphones uh, uh, in in this um, in this era, quite honestly. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Sure. It's, uh, for me, th- this was, this is a Condon family tradition. Was it? So my grandpa and then my dad, this is every week, what you do is you'd flip it on the radio and you'd wax your cars. You'd wax your vehicles really? for, for the summer. Get that wax on there. Get them all cleaned up. Vacuum everything out. Get everything ready for summertime. Right? Then you go in and you watch the last 25, 50 laps on television. That That's yeah. what the Sunday tradition was. Well, unfortunately, uh, down the dial when we were over at 1490, I was able to get us the Indy 500 on the radio. Mm-hmm. But nobody else picks it up. And it's just, it's one of those things that's... Just, all by the Changing way, landscape, Trent it Condon. Is. It's one of those. It's a casualty. I agree with you. I, but I don't know anything about auto racing. No, I've, I've never I. been a NASCAR fan. I am, I guess, more of an IndyCar fan just because of the Indianapolis 500. But that's mm. it. I'll watch it. Yeah. And Danica's it, last race before she retires from everything. Right. And last time on ABC. Last time. On, where's going it going? To NBC. You know? NBC's going NBC to is up. basically getting all of their rights. So they'll NBC Sports Network. Mm. You know and. The different streaming. That, they'll park that they a bunch of them on the NBC yes. Sports Network, I would think. Yep. Well, this weekend means a lot of things. To me, it's, it's, as I said earlier in the week, this is the weekend I immigrated to the United States. Memorial Day weekend, 1989. Um, I'll, that's how I'll always remember this yeah. weekend. 29 years. 29 years. Uh, on the, on the um, 29th of the month. When's the 29th? Today's the what? 25th. 20, so it's. No, the 27th. I beg your pardon. The 27th. So Sunday. Sunday. Indy 500 day. There you go. Indy 500 day. We 29 years when I crossed the border. I remember my dad followed me in a car behind me. I don't know why. He just wanted to, I don't know. I, <laughs> but that uh, was pretty cool. And we stopped just before Grand Forks. He was bawling his eyes out. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Big tough old cop, right? Seeing see his yeah, son. Yeah. Making his way down to the States. Yeah, bringing a tear to my eye. Uh, have a great weekend. You're you going to um, man the ship next week. I'll be in Vegas all week long. Enjoy it. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> all week, a week in Vegas is a long time to enjoy yeah. it. And it's going to be 100. It's going to be hot here. It is going to be hot here. Um, yeah, like 90s today and mm-hmm. throughout the weekend, right? Yes. Unreal. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you from Las Vegas periodically. You and Jimmy B today, 4 to 6, have what planned? Uh, well, we had the Hawkeye Swarm here. We'll be talking about the 2004 Hawkeye season, the last Big Ten title for Kirk Ferentz. Wolfgang stopping by. We're going to talk a little NBA and NHL playoffs with him and working on a couple other things, including maybe Chris Andrews with those opening numbers from the South Point. You know, good for him for, um, you know, he was first this yes. year. And, yep. you know, he, he did his power rankings and... It's very, you know, you find out very quickly if your power rankings are seen as being 
accurate because mm-hmm. they they attack the numbers as soon as they, the sharps I'm talking about yep. the guys yep. that do this for a living they put up a number that doesn't match their power rankings they plunge and uh, we saw that uh, in particular with the uh, Notre Dame and Michigan line that w- yeah. would probably be his biggest mover but good for him I saw early in fact I read it yesterday uh, they're getting a lot of play on these games already he's got a lot of uh, uh, money that's been bet on these games. So uh, that's one of the things I'll be doing next week at CG mm-hmm. is they're putting out their numbers. So not that I'm going to play a role in it, but I'm going to sit in the room and watch them do it. I yeah. mean, bet your bottom dollar on that. Well, and I love if you've never seen it before. So the pros that line up is, all right, the South Boys releasing their numbers. Mm-hmm. I want to be in line and be able to make my bet. He allows the guys to make three bets. He can bet on three games. And then you got to go to the back of the line. Is that how he does it? Yeah. Good for him. That uh, I think he said way back in the day, maybe the director at the Golden Nugget, mm-hmm. that was kind of the way and that the they The Nugget was up. always first to put the yep. college football lines on. Now, Jimmy Vaccaro is his boss, right? Yes. Long yep. t- lo- I mean, uh, this guy's been there making book since the 70s, mm-hmm. I, th- I want to say. Been there a long time. You have a great weekend. You too. I will talk to you next week. I uh, appreciate you uh, manning the ship. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a safe weekend. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Spend it with your families. Remember what this weekend is about. We will be back next week. We're off on Monday, back on Tuesday. Jimmy B and TC gets you home 4 to 6 right here on 1700 KBGG.